Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. A big part of this city's history is racism, racial polarization, and segregation. It's a matter that's examined in a series of conversations and analysis edited by our next guest. It's titled, Segregation by Design, Conversations and Calls for Action. Joining me in studio are Catalina Frazier, an assistant professor at the Sam Fox School of Design and Visual Arts at Washington University. Mark Abbott is Professor Emeritus at Harris Stowe State University. Thank you both so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank you for having us. Catalina, let me start with you. Just give me the background of this project, if you will. I know it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, mm, the project started actually in summer 2014. Um, at that point, uh, was you received a Mellon Foundation uh, grant for that is called the Divide City. And what the Divide City intended to do is to look at different ways that um, segregation happens in cities. Um, so as uh, the the release for the grant was uh, happening, um, we had the event of Michael Brown's death. Um, I at that, po that point was already in conversations with Mark uh, to see if we could uh, join efforts in a collaboration and try to um, submit a proposal. The big challenge was that Mark is from Harris Stowe State University and I am from <laughs> WSU. So um, that was the first step in uh, trying to, in a way, um, break some of the barriers that exist in our city. Uh, universities also have barriers. And I uh, pointed out that I would uh, prefer, if uh, it was a possibility, to work with Harris Stowe being um, a HBCU. Historically so, black college. Yes. Yeah. So um, they said that they were going to consider that and that I should submit the proposal and see what um, the... Um, you know, the, what was the result. So uh, the proposal was very well received. We got the, the grant. And uh, once we were, uh, at the, you know, sitting at the table with Mark, the first question uh, that came to mind was, what do we exactly know about segregation? Mm -hmm. So I'm an architect. Mark is a historian. We have some knowledge about segregation, but segregation has so many shades. So um, that um, posed another question that was, who else can we bring to the table? to help us make this project stronger. So we went for a second grant that is called Bring Your Own Idea. Uh, that is a grant that WashU has for, it's an internal grant for uh, professors to talk and see the potential overlaps in research and generate uh, more areas of uh, research. So that's how we started to have this conversation. So um, I also called the provost office and I said, can we invite besides WashU, uh, uh, professors, people from other universities, politicians, nonprofits, and they said again, you can submit and we will see. So um, WashU was very generous. They said yes. Uh, we invited um, all schools at Washington University, people from the seven school. Six of the schools were very active and they came to our uh, lunches. And uh, But besides that, we had every single university in the region coming and being represented at those conversations. And, and the end result is about 600 pages of analysis and conversation at that. Yeah. Mark, let me turn to you. Um, it would seem to me that if you want to look at uh, racial polarization, segregation, St. Louis is the place to do it because we have a longstanding problem here. Well, unfortunately, that's correct. Um, a lot of uh, major Supreme Court cases originated uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, Shelley versus Kramer, uh, the Blackjack uh, case, uh, Jones v. Meyer. Um, so unfortunately, uh, St. Louis is the place to uh, study it. And I think 
One of the reasons uh, for that is that it's so clear uh, to see the divisions between the city and the county uh, that um, a lot of things uh, kind of just jump out at you. The color divisions is what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Well, while you mention the divisions between St. Louis City and County, let me ask you, and I ask you both, if uh, this whole better together thing that people are talking about these days is something that is likely to, to help or hinder the cause of bringing people together. Well, I'm personally for it. Um, I, I, I recognize that there are a lot of issues um, and uh, there are a lot of things that I don't like, uh, but I think just the fact that uh, they're proposing uh, consolidating uh, the court system and the police uh, uh, departments is, is huge. And that's one of the things that uh, the Ferguson report uh, uh, recommended. Catalina, what do you think? I agree completely with Mark. It's part of uh, what Ferguson report has um, agreed on, and uh, I think it's a need for the city of uh, county come together. I think that the division polarizes more uh, the effects of segregation, and I think that um, I do not know if it will be the solution, but I think that in a way it will be a way to address uh, some of the issues that we are suffering, especially in the city. Mm. You did you it, want, go it, ahead, Mark. And I was just going to say, even if it doesn't come to pass, I think uh, the next two years uh, should uh, foster some very healthy uh, conversation. Um, even though it was tragic, um, I think uh, uh, the death of Michael Brown uh, could be St. Louis's uh, Katrina moment. It, it could uh, uh, be the event that actually forces us to uh, recognize our problems. So the timing was uh, sort of serendipitous for you, Catalina, because you got that grant, as you indicated, about one month before the Michael Brown shooting. Yeah, well, um, I had a conversation with the Dean Lindsay at that time, uh, now he's the former Dean of Architecture, uh, and he was uh, talking to me about this proposal that was going to uh, be released. It was not even at the table at that point mm -hmm. in, in terms of uh, people having access, and I was working that summer from WashU. So um, I think that everything aligned. I, uh, it was... Uh, I think the the issue or the topics of segregation in uh, St. Louis were uh, very close to me, especially in what um, respects to housing segregation. Uh, I'm an architect again, and urban segregation were two things that um, kind of um, impacted me when I arrived to St. Louis. So uh, talking about those issues that at one point when I arrived in 2002 were not at the table and being able to talk to people because of the momentum that Michael gave us uh, again, uh, I think that was, was uh, again, things, the stars aligned, I would say. There, there is a line. I think you could come to St. Louis and not see a human being and drive around town and have a pretty good idea of, of how the city is, is segregated and kind of torn apart. You know, um, we mentioned the conversations make up a big part of your book. Um, I'm one of those that has been saying for a long time, we're always talking about conversations in St. Louis to deal with the problem. We've had many conversations, but Mark, we still have the problem. Uh, that's true. But I think one of the things that's uh, good about the book is that it not only talks about the causes and consequences of segregation, there is a lot of discussion uh, about uh, potential mitigation strategies. And... Um, uh, it really emphasizes uh, the need to achieve uh, equity and how to go about doing that. Where is the greatest division? Is it uh, on, in housing? Is it in education? Is it in social justice? Is there one that is, is, is where the problem is more uh, significant than others? I think that in all. I think that um, 
the issue that we have again in terms of education and how education enables people to um, uh, obtain economic wealth. So they are tied together. So uh, it's very, you know, today we have a one to 20 uh, gap in terms of wealth. So uh, when you do not have the possibilities to um, succeed because uh, you do not, ha you come from a system, uh, an educational system that is broken, uh, it's very difficult. Also, you know, housing is a big issue. The location of housing is a larger issue. Uh, so again, they come all together. Uh, don't forget here that uh, wherever you live, you that's the school that you will attend. <coughs> so those uh, two things uh, together make a huge impact in what we see in San Luis today. Mark, uh, in going through all of this material, was there something you didn't expect to find that you found? Uh, uh, you, there's an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of discussion in your 600 plus page book. <laughs> well, I guess personally, uh, what struck me was uh, the fact that uh, perhaps integration isn't really what is uh, desired by uh, most African Americans. Uh, that uh, it, uh, you know, being a child of the 60s, uh, growing up uh, during the civil rights movement. Um, I guess I've always assumed that integration was uh, the desired outcome. Uh, but I think for most African Americans, uh, they tend to uh, focus more on equity as opposed to integration. And that, um, and I guess another thing about the book is that it shows just the stark uh, division between whites and blacks and how they think about racism and about segregation. Uh, that whites uh, tend to think of race in terms of psychology and in feelings and emotions, and as long as they don't have what they perceive as racist in intent, uh, then that absolves them of you know any type of responsibility. Whereas uh, African Americans tend to see racism in social terms, and in uh, in terms of power <clears throat> and of just uh, inequalities, and that uh, for them, uh, mixing of bodies is really sort of irrelevant uh, to what what really needs to be done. Catalina, what sort of a racial mix did you have uh, in in bringing people together for these conversations and the analysis? Uh, we try to be very careful in uh, trying to mix um, diverse point of views, uh, backgrounds, uh, gender, race. So all of those uh, actually came to play. We, um, again, it was during the summer when they started, so it was a little bit difficult in get all the voices that we wanted because some uh, professors and some uh, non-profit uh, organizations uh, were not available at that time. But uh, as much as we could, we tried to uh, show a diverse uh, amount of voices. Um, Go ahead, Mark. Uh, so in terms of, so there were 52 participants, and I think it was pretty evenly divided between uh, white and black and between male and female. Uh, but in terms of the essays uh, that go along with the conversations, uh, out of the nine, uh, six were written by African Americans. Well, we're going to take a break now and come back and uh, discuss other parts of this book. There's plenty to talk about, no question about that. We will do so in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by Lindenwood University's Hammond Institute for Free Enterprise, examining market approaches to help solve economic and social issues. Hammond.Institute. Institute. 
Now back to our conversation with Catalina Frazier of Washington University. Mark Abbott is professor of emeritus, that is, at Harris Stowe State University. You had some folks involved in, in your study uh, over these last four or five years uh, who are from out of town, correct? Yes. What kind of picture did they get of St. Louis? Well, um, I call them the outsiders, insiders. Most of them are living today out of town, but either they have lived in St. Louis for a long while, they are natives from St. Louis, or uh, some of them, their study is uh, about St. Louis. So they have a very interesting way of um, taking out the emotions that happen with people that are too proximate to St. Louis and uh, to talk about St. Louis from a different, um, I would say, perspective uh, in that sense. Um, so again, uh, some of them, uh, for example, are um, Jolie, who is a professor of history. Um, he, in his essay, he's able to talk about uh, um, a magazine uh, that Washington University right now has in their archives that talks about uh, different issues uh, that African Americans um, uh, through those pages uh, relate and they um, uh, they talk about. So I think it's very interesting to hear uh, how uh, they, they again uh, those things translate when you have that distance. Yeah. Mark, what did what did you sense from uh, those looking on the outside, looking in, if you will? Uh, were they surprised at uh, at how we operate here? Well, actually, uh, one of the essays. Uh, was written by a woman who uh, is of mixed German and Iranian uh, descent. And um, uh, her essay is uh, talking about just her surprise of what she's what she sees when she gets here because she grew up uh, during uh, uh, the 60s and she thought that uh, the United States had more or less resolved uh, our, our race uh, issues and that uh, uh, just driving around uh, the city, uh, she intuitively understood what was going on almost immediately. How, how do we compare to, to other cities of the same, same size, would you say? Do we have any sense of that? Well, I, I mean, actually, in terms of how St. Louis ranks in terms of various uh, segregation indices, yeah. uh, uh, we rank high, but not at the very top. Um, so, but uh, in terms of kind of physical characteristics. Uh, I think uh, perhaps uh, St. Louis is more blatant about uh, the, the, the racial division. Go ahead, Catalina. I think that St. Louis has a way to portray itself to the world that is not the same way that other cities do. So I wish that St. Louisians would love their city more and we would talk about our city in other terms. Uh, I'm not saying that by that you ignore the segregation and racism that exists in the city, but I think that um, talking only does not mobilize, correct? So you want that action. That's why the conversations are conversations for action. So I think that if we were talking in a different manner uh, in the newspapers, in the news about our cities, um, and uh, particularly in St. Louis here, we would be able to uh, see other results. Um, there is a very interesting article um, that um, uh, long ago that it was, what is the matter with Kansas? And uh, in the introduction, I talk about what's the matter with St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And I pointed out that it's a little bit of lack of love to our city. A lack of what? Love. Love. That's a pretty simple equation, isn't it? That's all it takes? Well, it takes, if you love, you care. Yeah. So, and if you care, you, you produce that change. 
Let's take a call. We have uh, Jeff who wants to join us from uh, St. Anne, so let's bring him into the conversation. Go ahead, Jeff. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Hi, yeah, um, I just wanted to ask your uh, author if um, they have addressed any of the issues regarding uh, it's kind of like terminology that has, has begun to nag at me. Um, I used to believe I was racist uh, because I experienced fear. I've recently come to realize that, um, you know, uh, African people in general uh, do not uh, have an effect on me. Uh, it's the culture of African Americans that, that has the uh, effect on me. And I, I'm totally confident you know that it, it has grown out of Jeff Jeff we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to end this year we have a very very bad connection here and we can't quite uh, can't quite make out what you're saying I thank you for the call did you hear anything there that you uh, that you can or would want to uh, react to no he said he's concerned about uh, the effect of African American culture on him and that has a big I'm not quite sure well unfortunately we can't uh, we can't question him on that okay uh, let's uh, take another call, though, and try to get this one out a little bit better than the last one. Dan and Twin Oaks, go ahead. Yes, uh, I'm wondering why this isn't addressed as a regional issue instead of just uh, the city and county of St. Louis. It seems like uh, uh, Illinois needs to be brought into the uh, to the uh, to the talk about it. Dan, thanks for the call. Yes, uh, go ahead, Catalina. You were nodding. Yeah, I mean. Um we talk about different cities as well in the book. I mean, the book is central, uh, like our central uh, city is St. Louis. However, we do talk about Los Angeles. We do talk about Chicago, New York. And we, uh, again, and we talk also about um, East St. Louis, too. And um, so, I, I mean, uh, for us, the important thing was uh, to uh, take that momentum that Michael Brown was giving us and the possibility of embrace uh, a change through his death. Thank you for the call, Dan. You know, uh, Kat, I want to go back to something you alluded to a couple of minutes ago. You were talking about newspaper and news reports. What about the role of the media in all of this? Do you get into that at all and how our city is portrayed both here and uh, outside of the region? Um, not, not so much. Um, I guess in terms of the conversations we were uh, talking more about internal dynamics uh, as opposed to uh, media coverage, uh, but uh, obviously uh, that does play a role in in terms of uh, some of the structural issues. Mm. I kind of talk a little bit about that, as I said in the introduction, in the preface. Uh, so I do talk about how uh, um, the press uh, portrays and presents the city. Um, but um, besides that, in the conversation itself, uh, that's vaguely mentioned, correct? All right. We have an email here from Ed in St. Charles is bringing up something I wanted to get to. It says, he writes, it seems clear that we know our condition. We know how we got here, but what is lacking is any real community level leadership to initiate transformative change. It seems that too many of the region's leaders are willing to allow for more conversations, but without any real action. Can your guests talk about uh, what they think we need to do? That is an issue that I said I wanted to bring up leadership. Who, who are the leaders and what kind of a job are they doing? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a huge question. Um, again, I think um, 
a lot of it has to do with our, you know, the, our structure of government uh, here in St. Louis um, that, uh, you know, we're so fragmented in terms of the number of municipalities and various uh, governmental entities. Um, again, I'm not positive that uh, Better Together is the answer, but uh, uh, I certainly know that, uh, that we need to have more of a regional approach uh, to, to all of these issues. Uh, uh, I mean, historically, uh, East-West Gateway uh, was the first uh, council of governments in the country and, you know, potentially had the uh, the power to uh, to be the force, but uh, over the last generation, it's clear that it that it hasn't uh, been able to uh, be the the one force that could bring everybody together. So uh, we're going to have to have a much stronger governmental approach, I think. Catalina, what are your thoughts about leadership? I think that the big issue that St. Louis has is the amount of units of governmental units. Uh, it's very difficult when you have so many uh, people in power to make you know, a decision that is, uh, that has a common vision. Um, I think that uh, we're fighting for resources. We're fighting all the time uh, to um, um, have a leadership without having a leadership position, if, if, if that makes sense. So I think that, um, again, this, uh, you mentioned at the beginning, you know, this issue about city-county division impacts in the way that uh, we see that lack of leadership. What about the religious community and the role that it plays? Which one would like? Um, I can start. Okay. I think that it was very interesting. One of the chapters that we had was uh, talking about the role of religion. But we were trying to talk about religion in terms of the moral responsibility that we have towards each other. Um, so I think that um, in terms of St. Louis, uh, the essay that accompanies uh, this is uh, by uh, Amy Van Volkel, and she does a very nice job of talking about the sermon uh, given at the church uh, in, uh, close, in proximity to Ferguson after Michael's death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what she talks in a way is how that um, responsibility that in a way is also civil responsibility to the other, um, was in a way uh, washed away from that sermon. Right. Did, did you want to add to that, Mark? Well, um, again, I, I think it's a, uh, it clearly shows a division between whites and blacks just in how they think about religion and the role of religion in society. Um, going back to that essay that... Uh, uh, the, the, the priest that was giving the sermon was basically saying that, you know, if we are, if we love one another and, res, you know, treat each other uh, in a personal, respectful fashion that we've done enough. But uh, that what, what really needs to be emphasized is the, the need for restorative justice and to somehow make good uh, in terms of the wrongs that have been uh, perpetuated. As our time winds down, Catalina, what what uh, other conclusions were reached as a result of all of the work that you've done here with regard to a- advancing a-, a solution to the problem, some of which we've heard here, but um, what are some of the others? I think that um, I always want to have hopes, and I think that, um, again, uh, Michael gave me hope. Uh, I think that his death uh, and uh, the release of uh, Ferguson's um, uh, path forward I think that uh, it's an interesting way of churning and sitting and having an opportunity for that change. 
I think that St. Louis is on, uh, I mean, at this point, in that uh, kind of uh, state of mind. So I see only opportunities in the future, mm -hmm. and I hope for that. Mark? Uh, I, I think I, I agree with that. Um, I think uh, that uh, while Ferguson was a tragic uh, event, that uh, perhaps it uh, is going to be the catalyst uh, to bring about real change uh, in, in the region. What happens now with, with the book? As I mentioned, it's a, it's a hefty book. It's 600 or so pages. Uh, and it's uh, something that people should read, I suppose. But uh, what, what do you want to happen with this? Where is it going to go so that people can take advantage of all the information that you've gathered? Um, the second part of the book is the course. We teach and we co-teach. We have been co-teaching co for uh, three, four years already, uh, segregation by design. So uh, those are our voices, the new generation, the students at Washington University and Haristo who collaboratively uh, make plans for different neighborhoods at the city, that they work with the neighborhood mm -hmm. to understand uh, the uh, dynamics that exist and why are we the way that we are. Mm -hmm bringing solutions, trying to see how we can mitigate those effects uh, of uh, consequences of segregation through time. After all you've learned, are you optimistic that these issues can be resolved? I am. I think that um, the more that you talk, uh, you, ha you have opportunities to change. The more that you hide those issues, the least opportunities you will have for those changes mm -hmm. to happen. Mark, are you optimistic? Oh, I, I think I am. Um, and I... I um, I think the, the course has made me uh, more optimistic than maybe I was before that uh, uh, I see uh, a real interest uh, by the students in bringing about change. Yeah, that's where it's got to start. It's got to start with the young people, right? Yep. All right. That's correct. I want to thank you both for being with us uh, and, and keeping this subject alive. It never goes away, but the more we talk about it, the more opportunity we'll have to solve some of these issues. Needless to say, Catalina Frazier, thank you for being with us. Congratulations on the book. She's from Washington University, and Mark Abbott is Professor Emeritus at Harris-Stowe State University. Thank you once again. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.